hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, it is round two with Christy Palace. Yes, Christy is returning to the show so that we can go behind her brand new single number one girl it is a energetic blast of a track and we're going behind it here today as well as catching up with what has been going on since the last time we spoke to christy palace of august of 2020 how has she grown since then we're also going to talk about her track that she released at the beginning of 2021 with what have you done to me we're gonna talk about working with her dad peter palazzo and how he continues to be an inspiration in her artistic journey we're gonna talk about all of these things and oh so much more here in the return of christy Palace, and it's all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something to support and represent this show everywhere that you go. Oh, yes, and now that you know who the episode's brought to you by, now that you know who our guest is, it's about time that we jump into this conversation, the return of Christy Palace. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hi. Hello, Christy. How's it going? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. Having a lovely morning out here in BC. Good. I I missed that voice. I remember from the last time. The last time we did an interview. <laughs> You have the most interesting <laughs> speaking voice. I love it. Well, uh, I appreciate that. As as most people, I have like a thing where I, for a long time, I hated my speaking voice. So it's good to know that other people don't feel the same way. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my God. That's funny. And of course, I miss your positivity, your energy. Always wonderful to reconnect with that. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, awesome. Awesome. It's been about what? I think we reconnected at the or we first connected at the end of August last year, correct? Yeah. Wow. It's been that long, eh? Holy. Yeah. It's, it seemed a lot longer than it actually has been. Yeah. I don't know. Every, like I've, I've lost all concept of time now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with life anymore. So that's fine. But yes, here we are. <laughs> Just keep creating. Just keep creating, right? Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, one day, they'll tell you you can come out of your hermit hole and start playing shows again. And I'm like, oh, yes, finally. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the day. I'm waiting for the day. <laughs> well, if all goes well, hopefully, potentially, it might be within sight. So hopefully that goes that way. It seems like the end is near, but... We'll see, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. We've been faked out on this before already. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Awesome. So we're here to talk a little bit about some music that you've been creating since that first connection. So are you ready to dive into some of that here today? Yeah, let's do it. 
Awesome, awesome. So of course I know that we're here to talk about a brand new single, but before we get there, I want to talk about the first track that you released here in 2021 with What Have You Done To Me? It was released in January 15th there. So what sort of energy were you trying to capture with What Have You Done With Me? Oh, goodness. So, I mean, that song what was deeply personal to me for many reasons, but I, I feel like in the new year, I was just feeling like just so discouraged with, with everything going on in the world right now. So although the song isn't um, directly about that, um, it just felt like the right time to release a super bold and deeply personal song like that. It's really dark. And I, I just feel like it, it definitely showcased where I was at at the time. Um, and even visually, like we created a, a music video for that track that I think just perfectly like encapsulated the whole song. And so, yeah, I mean, at the time it was definitely reflective of what I was going through and a time in my life that was super dark. And I just felt like that in the new year and yeah, felt like the right time <laughs> to release it. So. Okay. So a little bit of music therapy there then. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's listen, that's, uh, that's what music's for, I think. <laughs> For most people, so. This is very, very true. It's uh, sometimes it can be hard to put uh, difficult emotions into a song and then to present that, to have to sing it on stage and otherwise. But it's also a very good thing because you don't know exactly who that energy might go on to help once it's released in the world. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think a song like that... Um, I feel like everyone at some point has sort of experienced those kinds of emotions before. And yeah, I was, I was really shocked at the response when I first, I uh, first put it out there and I had so many people messaging me saying like, this song is like, it reminds me of this time or reminds me of when I went through this. And so that, you know, that's always a great feeling to know that something, you know, that really hurt you in a time that was super dark for you is actually helping someone else. So that's, you know, that's definitely a payoff moment for sure. Mm-hmm. And so it is. It's a, a vill- it takes a village to build someone, a community, and it uh, takes that community effort to help heal through some things personally. It's we can internalize and we can want to deal with things as much on our own as we think we might be able to. But it's sometimes it's good to put those emotions out there because even having people reach out to you, you don't know how much that might be able to help you too to realize I'm not alone in this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's, again, it's, it's a great feeling to know that it's helping other people. But like you said, it's, you know, when it comes back to me, it makes an intern, it makes me feel good, right? To know that my music helps somebody else. And yeah, it definitely helped me heal through that, that whole experience. So. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So it sounds like you may have done a little bit of healing from what I hear about this with this new track here. It's slightly different. <laughs> yes, it should be out by the time that this interview is released. So the listeners should definitely go and check out Number One Girl because after some hard times, it looks. It sounds like you've uh, realized you need to do what's good for you and you need to value yourself. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Um, this, this song. Yeah. I, I love it. It's, it's so, it's so different. The whole vibe is different, I, which I kind of like, I like the fact that my last release was so dark and now 
my new release. It's been a few months since I've released an original. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. And I think, yeah, I think this song is just, I I really wanted it to be like a, a women empowerment sort of track. And, um, in the, the campaign for this single, I've actually included a lot of my fellow female artists and, you know, people from back in my hometown, which I'm really excited about. So there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Oh, nice. So connecting it back to your past then a little bit too. Yeah. I think it's, that's super important for me, no matter what. Um, I'm, I'm very like, I'm loyal and I I always come back to where I came from. I I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. And um, another cool thing about this song is that I initially had produced it with my dad at his music studio in Windsor. So I initially brought it to him and him and I sort of hashed it out and he said, yeah, like the song has really good potential and I just loved it. So him and I produced it together and then we brought it to my producer here in Toronto and he sort of added the finishing touches and, you know, all that stuff. So it turned out really good. I'm just, I'm so excited that I have that element of home with me in the song so nice nice we actually spoke about uh your dad's influence the last time we connected so continuing through into the new here yeah that's right i don't think that will ever go away <laughs> he's he's the reason i'm uh i'm doing what i'm doing today because i wouldn't have wouldn't have had that foundation without him so it's, it's awesome to include him in, you know, musical projects that I'm doing and kind of go back to that. So, yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Okay, okay. I know that you've worked with uh, Tal, like, many times on other singles before. Have you worked with your dad much in terms of, like, actually producing and crafting songs before? So, yeah, we, um, actually, this happened a lot especially before I moved to Toronto, like he's, he was the reason I got started recording and, um, you know, learning anything to do with production and engineering. Um, he was my first producer really for any of my original tunes. Um, especially when I was younger, when I was up and coming, like he recorded everything with me and he would produce all my songs for me. And that's sort of what got me started. Right. And, um, yeah, up until I I went to Toronto, I was working with him right up until I left. So um, when I have the opportunity to kind of come back to him and have him included in songs or really anything to do with, um, my career, I, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. And, uh, in this track in particular, I was super excited because there's a lot of like really cool guitar riffs and my dad is playing all the guitar. <laughs> so it's really sick. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. Those are like my favorite parts of the song. So. Well, it definitely uh, starts out with uh, sort of that guitar licky, that riffy energy to get the song moving. Kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Falling For You, which we had spoken about last year, too, where it sort of starts out with the lick as well, and it just gets you grooving in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm, uh, I come from a rock background too. Like I, I've always written pop music, but my dad was a a rock guy. So I, I just love anything to do with guitars and heavy bass and, you know, those live instruments, having that sort of rocky feel to my songs. It's, that's a, yeah, it's, it's a huge part of me and it's really important to me to, to try and incorporate that into songs as much as I can. So. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So are we getting, uh, any visual 
representation for this song, a music video, perhaps? We are. Um, yeah, you know what? It's this whole quarantine thing, pandemic has been interesting because it's it's definitely, you know, changed the, the path for a lot of these projects. And I know for me, the visual aspect of things is so important. And um, when I'm not able to perfectly capture and showcase what I want, it's a little disappointing. But you know, no matter what, we're, we're making the best of it. So I'm, I'm actually going to be, um, recording and shooting the music video soon. And I actually am, um, I'm incorporating a lot of the, um, the people from my hometown in this video. So I can't say too much more than that because it's going to be a surprise, but I'm really excited. I, I, I have a lot of people from my hometown and the people that, you know, helped me to be the person that I am today involved in in the whole process and the campaign for the single so it's going to be really awesome but yeah music video is going to be cool it's it's always interesting you know and you have all these limitations but you make it work mm-hmm. well it's in a after a year that we've been forced to adapt and i mean the music industry has always had to adapt so it's always uh, interesting to see how we just continue to work our way around okay so we can't do this. So how can we replace that? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's a challenge for sure. But I think in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, it's been really, really challenging, but I think it's, it is really good. There's a lot of, um, of benefits from it. You, you're forced to sort of think on your feet and change your, your course of action, which I mean, happens in life anyways, maybe not this drastically, but, um, it's it's important to be able to figure stuff out and continue making your art and figuring out where you fit in this kind of world now. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course you mentioned the video shows a little bit of that community, that, uh, village that helped to build you that we mentioned earlier. So we'll definitely have to keep our eyes open for that. Yeah, definitely. It's a super, uh, super fun one. It's sassy and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. So am I. So of course you say you can't tell us much about the music video. So what else about this future of 2021 can you potentially tell us? We talked about the potential return of live events and otherwise. So Are you hopefully gearing up for some, maybe some live shows before the tail end of the year? What does 2021 hold for Christy Palace? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of a hard question to answer because obviously I feel like for many artists now, especially like independent up and coming artists, it's hard to know what your future is going to look like, right. Once everything opens up again, but I am very hopeful that things will, will open up and I'll be able to be on a stage again. (laughs) My God, it's been so long. Um, but that's that was my favorite part of, of doing this. So I'm really hoping um, that that comes back. And in the meantime, yeah, I mean, I I haven't stopped. I've I've continued on with, you know, doing even just live streaming performances and constantly working on stuff, writing new music. I have new music coming even after this single. And so I've just continued on. And like everything else, I'll just all adapt <laughs> as we go, right? <laughs> But I'm hoping, I'm really hoping the live music comes back. I miss it so much. And there's really nothing like the the live connection to people, you know, and that's really where I made a lot of my my fans and my followers. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I really am. 
Mm-hmm. It's you hear a lot of people say there's nothing that can really replace that, and wh- that's why you see a lot of musicians still touring. So it's after a year where we tried to replace it with live streaming. It's like it's still good to stay connected with the fans, but it's just it's it doesn't like watching replies. Exact watching replies on a Twitch stream is not the same as like hearing people react the moment you finish a song. There is just there's nothing there's nothing like it. I mean the the live streaming thing. I you know I've been doing it now for over a year, and it's it's still like. It, it hasn't replaced it. You know, it just, it feels like, you know, you're, you're filling a void. <laughs> it's just, you know, it is what it is and you have to, you got to do what you got to do. Right. It's better than doing nothing and not being able to perform at all. Um, but definitely not the same. So I hope it comes back. <laughs> I hope so too. And of course we mentioned what you've been working on and outside of music, you've actually been sharing a little bit more of your uh, fitness journey with the world so take us behind this venture might might as well do something (laughs) um yeah i mean listen the the health and fitness thing that's been a part of my life forever i've always been doing it anyone that that knows me knows that i prioritize that and i i really make it a point to continue with it um but, you know, I just, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm trying new ways to connect to people. And, um, I think that is just something that a lot of people are passionate about, or maybe they don't quite know how to go about it. And, um, for me, I'm like, I'm a huge health and fitness advocate as well as mental health. And I think there's a lot of parallels there. Not only that, but I think as, as artists, I think it's really important that you stay in shape and you take care of your body because, you know, in the end, that's, what's going to carry you through, especially when live music comes back. You know, I've just, I found that when I prioritize it and I stay healthy and fit as much as possible, it just, it makes performing so much easier and everything. You just have more energy after. And so I just wanted to, I wanted to share more about that, you know, because even up and coming artists to sort of see things that I do to stay in shape. If you know, they're needing inspiration. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's helping people, but <laughs> I'm sharing it anyway. So. Well, it's something that maybe some artists don't actually think about where, like you say, is it's, it's awesome to be in shape, but there's also the performance, the music business aspect of being able to Possibly just ha- maybe that little extra cardio allows you to put that more movements into your live set and not get gassed while still producing your vocals out into the crowd, right? Yeah, it's it's extremely uh, it's it's really really hard on your body um, performing, especially when you're doing you know a few sets at a time or you're on stage for an hour straight singing back-to-back songs. Like that's not, that is not an easy thing to do for anybody, even, even for someone who is fit. Um, but it, it helps. It, it certainly helps. And I know that it may not be the case for everybody. And most, most people are fine. Like most of them don't really prioritize it and they don't, you know, put a lot of weight into it and they're fine. Like they can get up on stage and kill it. And that's totally cool. Like I, you know, I admire everybody for what works for them. Um, but for me, this is just, you know, what has worked for me. So I just, yeah, I want to share it because I I just think it's important. I think it's important to prioritize your health and, you know, have a a good mindset and strong body so you can move forward in whatever career path you want. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially with 
if you're a touring musician or otherwise and you're stuck in a van all the time or it's with uh, being at a venue, sometimes people just spend most of the time sitting around. Maybe they go for a walk, but it's like you could be spending some of that time stretching, making sure that you are like prepared to go out and put on the best performance and then to make sure that your body's still going to be okay after that performance. Sure. And I feel like if you make it part of your lifestyle, like your everyday life, um, when things like that do come up, you know, that are certainly when you're straying away from your regular routine, it'll feel, it'll feel really weird and your body's going to crave the exercise and, you know, the positivity that you're giving it. So I think, you know, you have to think about that kind of stuff in the future, especially if you're an aspiring artist and you're moving towards that step. If you were to ever be touring, I just, I think it's important to do it now. So your body gets used to it and it's part of you already. And then when you're in those tough situations, you'll find ways to adapt and, and figure it out. Right. And maintain it. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. <laughs> well, that's why they say when you practice with your band, you should practice like it's a live set too. So that when you are doing your spins or your jumps or whatever it happens to be, you know that you can pull these things off, you can make them look good, and that you're not going to strain yourself. Yes, absolutely. We need to practice those jumps, Colton. Otherwise, uh, sometimes you trip and fall or you just lose your balance. And listen, <laughs> that's very real. Got to get those split-legged jumps down. I mean, come on, those high kicks. Yeah, you got to practice. <laughs> Oh, awesome. I love it. I love it. I have had a blast chatting here today, Christy. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. I can't remember if this was something that we asked last time, but since our last conversation over these past, I'd say what, probably about 10, nine months of releasing that dark single and then realizing that, you know what, maybe because somebody else doesn't exactly value you the way that they say they do. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't value yourself growing into this new self-confidence or maybe newfound self-confidence. How has this time helped you grow as a person or what has it helped you learn about yourself? <laughs> I think, oh, I can't. You're so funny. Um, you know what? I, it's always been a part of me. I think, I think the best thing about being an artist when you share your music is, you know, on the surface to other people, it's like, okay, well, right now she must be going through, you know, a really tough time. And she's, you know, she's got a dark mindset and, you know, she's really sad, but then you release something happy and everyone's like, well, wait, what? Okay. Now she's happy. And, but you know what? Like, I, I just, I feel like everyone is like that. You have moments of being sad. You have moments of being happy. And it's just, it's such a blessing to be able to share both sides with people. Um, so I don't, I don't know that necessarily, I mean, music and releasing anything, I think it just, it helps you grow no matter what you're releasing it out into the world. And you're sort of sharing a piece of your diary, if you will. Um, and that always helps you. It helps you to heal, helps you to get over things that are, you know, super, super crazy in your life. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to continue making music and I just want to do things, you know, that are authentic to me and, just keep releasing things that I'm going through because like you said, it helps. It definitely helps. So I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if I answered your question. 
<laughs> it's isn't it funny in interviews you start talking and then you're like wait what was the question <laughs> that happens just get on one train line and you're like oh wait was this in line with the topic or is Sorry, this just in line with what i want you're asking me but yeah i think it's all really good you definitely did answer the question because it's an important lesson to learn. And you mentioned earlier the importance of mental health. And as people, we need to realize that we are allowed to feel different emotions. No human being feels happy 100% of the time. We need sad moments to be able to appreciate those happy moments fully and it's just it is life happens and that's perfectly okay. So it's a um, it's a very good lesson to learn. And I thank you for sharing that with us here. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I've had people tell me before when they meet me, like I'm a pretty outgoing person and I'm, I'm smiley and I'm happy the majority of the time. And then they'll hear some of my songs and they're really dark. And, you know, the one thing that bothers me so much is when people say, you know, you're so happy, but why is your music so dark or why did you release a track like this? You know, it just doesn't, doesn't represent who you are. And I said, I don't agree with that at all. I think happy people, they go through sad things all the time. And I think it's important to, to really break that stigma because I, I think people that are happy, they are, are sad. And I, I feel like sometimes they feel like they have to keep up that sort of facade and I'm happy all the time. And it's just not true. I think everyone is capable of feeling everything and we should just shut up about it. <laughs> just let everyone feel what they feel, you know? So that's all I have to say. Absolutely. That. I 100% agree. And I want to thank you, Christy Palace, for joining us here today on the Desert Tiger podcast. Thanks, Colton. Fun times as always. <laughs> Am I hope that you enjoyed part two here with Christy Alice as we dove behind Christy's brand new single, number one girl. And you can be Christy's number one fan by heading on over to your favorite music streaming service and jamming this new track right now. And you should also go ahead and follow Christy on social media so that when she drops that upcoming music video as well as new music, you can stay up to date and in the know. So it's now time to give Christy Palace a final roaring DTP. Thank you for joining us here. And I have to thank Jamie from over at Strut Entertainment for setting this conversation up. I need to thank German from yourpodcasteditor.com for making everything sound so good. And I need to thank you, The Am, for checking this episode out. If you want to join up with The Ambush, it's as easy as subscribing to the show. Oh, you can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, giving the DTP a five-star review, you can also head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com. Got yourself something to represent and support the show everywhere that you go. Oh, yes, it's that easy. New items coming later this month. Yes, oh, so soon. And now it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your Roar and then let it on out into the world and let them know 
just how powerful, how wondrous, how beautiful you and your roar are. Because you are all three of these things and oh, so much more. And I hope that you believe it. And until next time, bye-bye, Mosha. The Desert Tiger Podcast.